Hi, I'm Ethan Wagner, Chief Editor for Excelsior. Before we get into the podcast, I just wanted to read some of Horace Mann's community guidelines. Speak from the eye perspective. Listen for understanding. Assume complexity. Expect and accept a lack of closure. And learning leaves story stay. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the premiere of Excelsior Season 2. We are so excited in the studio for the upcoming year because, first and foremost, we are actually in a studio this time around, which is going to make the life of our editor, Ethan Wagoner, infinitely easier. Uh, beyond that, we've got a great year of content lined up for you guys, mainly because, as fans, this is going to be a great year. Marvel, DC, Star Wars, video games, there is so much coming out between now and June. Uh, and we just, we're all so excited for it. We're also gonna be doing some more kind of specials. We've got a holiday special coming up around Christmas, which is gonna be great. It's gonna be a two hour long thing, all about ranking uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's gonna be a ton of fun, gonna be a good time. And really, we're just so excited to get started. So when thinking about the future, there is really nothing else to do than talk about Loki, which is Marvel's third Disney Plus show. It is, in my opinion, the best one they've released, and it's all about future, time travel, implications, you name it. So, without further ado, let's get started. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Wasserberger. I am joined by Jaden Cucciarillo. Hey, what's up, guys? Alexei Lee. Hello. Justin Burrell. Hey. Alo. Hi. Ethan. Glad to be here. And Mr. Caldwell. Hello, everyone. And once again, keeping in mind as we have discussions that will rub up against race, sexuality, um, uh, gender, um, socioeconomics, we'll be talking about these things in a thoughtful and careful manner. All right, so let's just start off by talking about Loki as a whole. Let's do our quick thoughts. I'll go last. Um, Mr. Paul, you want to start us off? Um, so for me, and in, in terms of the Marvel TV shows, but also Marvel content, this is probably one of the more intelligent um, MCU outings that I've ever seen. In addition, I was also extremely impressed, and I know we'll get into character later. Owen Wilson was a revelation. I, I thought that he was brilliant in the show. Tom Hiddleston always brings it, but the implications and the way that it was done, it was one of the more intelligent shows I've seen in yeah, terms of Marvel. Definitely, definitely. Wagner? Yeah, um, I'm loving the Marvel shows. I'm falling in love with these characters who... I didn't, like, I love they were great characters, but I didn't love them the way I did, like, now. And I can't wait to, like, re-watch some of these shows with, like, Falcon in them and... Loki to get that new perspective in typical fashion. Jordan told me the pot we we're gonna do a podcast on Loki. I decided to watch one episode. <laughs> Ended up watching the whole thing in one day. You know, it's like we did this for Invincible and Falcon the Winter Soldier. It's becoming just a uh, a trend. So uh, can we talk about it? Hello. <laughs> uh, really good show. Um, I think it had the best acting out of all the Marvel shows so yeah, far. Yeah, 100%. Um, I will say it was not my favorite portrayal of Loki. Um, Interesting. Also, was not my favorite Marvel show. But uh, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought at times it got dragged out a bit, but I mean, I think the acting made up for it. Um, so yeah, that was my initial reaction from it. Justin, yeah, I would say kind of like Mr. Codwell. I saw Disney Plus shows as like a way to highlight characters that would not get the screen time in the main movies, and that was the perfect example of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But with Loki. Loki was a main character, but we now get a different perspective. I know Aloy doesn't like that, but I appreciate it. Wasn't his favorite, but it kind of like shows a different side of Loki that you might not get in a typical. Oh, Loki's the bad guy, or sometimes good guy who does bad things in a Thor movie. So I like that and the implications too. Right. So, yeah. 
edge of my seat. That is where the Logan <laughs> Show left me. I was, I loved it. Um, acting great, story, I loved it. And it left on a cliffhanger, which I'm excited to see picked up in yeah. future MCU shows and movies. Definitely, definitely. Jin? It left me speechless. Like, see, <laughs> <Time> the, <phrase. laughs> it, it, it was a, like, it was about this moral dilemma between multiple characters. Right. And they have to struggle with that throughout the entirety of, well, the season. And I feel like the cast was picked just so perfectly <coughs> in order to portray, like, the internal struggle that each character faces within themselves as they struggle with the TVA, with this idea of the sacred timeline. And it was just amazing as a story, I feel. Yeah, I think for me, echoing a lot of the, the sentiments of all you guys, I loved it. I thought Loki was great. You know, it's not without its flaws or a few episodes where it was, all right, let's move it along. But I love anything with alternate history, anything with, not anything with Tundra, but anything with like a secret organization doing whatever. Uh, and so I thought the TVA was awesome. Even just the aesthetic of the TVA was so cool. Such a, it was so different uh, for the MCU. And Loki in general was such a departure from what we expect from Marvel in a very good way. So I loved it. We've all kind of remarked on characters and acting, so let's start there. I think all of us were really surprised by just how good, like, especially Owen Wilson and, and whoever played Sylvie. Uh, Tom, I mean, yeah. Tom Hiddleston's yeah. a classic turn actor. We know that he knows what he's doing, and he's obviously done much more than just the MCU. But Owen Wilson, and again, I can't keep her name, whoever the woman is who played uh, Sylvie, they both absolutely knocked out of the park. I thought, as characters, really interesting. Uh, obviously, Sylvie, kind of as, as Jane said, is doing this like moral <coughs> dilemma between does she want to get revenge or do what's right for the universe. Uh, well, her name is Sophia. Sophia DiMartino. That's her yeah. name. Uh, apologize to her because we didn't know her name. Uh, and Owen Wilson, you know, plays Mobius, who is kind of your very stereotypical like do good or guy, but ends up learning more about the universe and becomes more of a hero. It was fantastic. Uh, so, does anyone else any thoughts, characters, actors, Mr. Caldwell? I was literally I was saying, and I, I think his name is. Um, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan. Yeah, I always forget this guy's name. Yeah. My, so my point is, I think we're at this point, and I've seen Jonathan Majors in a number of things, from White Boy Rick to um, I, I hear he's amazing in Lovecraft Country. Yes, um, I'm too good. afraid to watch it. Um, <laughs> however, he was amazing in The Five Bloods. I think we're at this point where we expect Tom Hiddleston and Jonathan Majors to bring it. So when they bring it, you're not surprised. It's expected. Yeah. It's expected. Yeah. Once again, this is not saying Owen Wilson's a bad actor. Owen Wilson's actually a very good actor. But it was incredible. I, was, I walked away thinking some of the scenes, he was stealing the scenes. And, and he was so interesting. So, no, I, I thought that he was, he was incredible. Yeah, yeah, Owen Wilson definitely stole the show for sure. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I've talked to you guys about this a lot. But <clears throat> I think when you have a side character steal the show... And especially, like, when you have, you know, not just a side character, but a side character, you know, acting with a guy like Tom Hiddleston, who, you know, like you guys said, is a trained actor and is, he's been, you know, one of the faces of the MCU for a very long time. And when you're able to steal the show, not only as a first-time MCU actor, but as an actor who's viewed as the witty comedian who's right. known for like wedding crashers or the internship or movies like that so cars cars, cars. cars. Yeah. marley and me yeah. so when you're when you're able to seal the show like that and kind of transform your whole persona and your reputation to meet you know a whole different universe 
you know, I think that that's pretty exceptional. Um, you know, I think part of the reason I didn't like the portrayal of Loki was because that wasn't my takeaway from the show. I wasn't mm -hmm. like, oh, I wasn't like, wow, that was okay. that was a really good performance by Loki. I was like, wow, Mobius was I'll say, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Ale definitely a really interesting point. I think one challenge Marvel had was we need to tell a eight movie long story for Loki in six episodes. Right? And really less than that because we want to get to be a hero before the end of the show. And so they kind of did this thing where, you know, they have Loki like, watching his life and that's what sort of makes him a hero. Um, and that's like what shows him everything. I don't know. I thought it was fine. I remember I was talking to Ayla about this a while ago. I thought it was fine. Like, considering, obviously, canon-wise, we are dealing with a different Loki, but in the real world, for us, it doesn't matter whether it's 2012 Loki or 2017 Loki. It's all the same thing. I did a really good job. Um, and so, yeah, Alo's right. Like, we're not going into this being like, wow, that was an amazing portrayal of Loki for Tom Hiddleston because we've already seen the exact same portrayal just over a series of different films. Uh, but yeah, with Mobius, I mean, Owen Wilson, like, when I learned that Owen Wilson was casting, the first thing I said was to Alexa, was like, oh, great, so we're going to have him say wow, and that's going to be his big thing. It'll be really funny. And it turns out, like, I remember I, I called Wagner, or not, not Wagner, I called Alo, like, after episode four, I was all high on this theory that Owen Wilson was going to be the big bad of Loki. That it was going to turn out <laughs> Owen Wilson was behind the TVA and master of the sacred timeline and whatever. And I the, got really into it. The <laughs> fact that Owen Wilson managed to convince me with his acting that he was good enough to play the MCU's next major villain it says something. It was, it's a really nice touch yeah. uh, uh, to the show. Some characters we haven't mentioned. Um, just like a funny one. Um, and I'm forgive me if I'm mispronouncing these names, but... Um, Eugene Cordero. Oh, he was great. Who's that? Who's just, he's like the, the office guy, assistant. Yeah, he's just the office oh, assistant. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah is, he was great. Like, Marvel <laughs> does really a really good job with these com comic reliefs. It's like Luis from yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah, Luis, yes, right? Like, yes. Except, like, less prominent role, but still hilarious throughout mm -hmm. the film. Every scene with him was awesome. I would and then paperweights to oh, be um, Infinity Stones. Gugu Bathara. Yeah, Gugu Bathara. Um, Who is she? She's the judge. She's oh, the judge. Legislator. I think yeah. she killed it. She was, yeah, if, yeah, very oh, yeah, honest, she was amazing. And yeah, yeah. it's the change in expressions for me she's, that's like that was killing it. Like her, her portrayal of the judge when she's like playing this judge role, then her role in the elevator with Sylvie when she mm. tells Sylvie that she just forgot like yeah, why they yeah. even like um, brought her there, <laughs> and she like holds this like calm face, this like killer face, and then by the end, like before the ending. Her like freaking out to Mobius. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't understand why, but she's just like following the rules, right? Which like ties back into the ending. But you can like feel how scared she is. Yeah. And I think I think Owen Wilson did a great job. I actually think I disagree with Ayla a little bit. I think Tom Hiddleston was still, even though you expected to bring it, right. was the best actor in this. Oh. I think like I just think like you just feel their emotions Wilson. a little bit more with Tom Hiddleston, and this yeah. is not to slight Owen Wilson at all. But when you see him just like watching his whole life on that yeah. scene, right? Like episode that was two or whatever. That was hard. Right? You can just like you, you just like feel what Tom Hiddleston's feeling. So I didn't actually not to I, one Wilson, thing I will but, say, not to cut you off, is I think Tom Hiddleston had the best line of the show. Which one? Which was the one where um uh I forget. Which one? Oh no, no, sorry. <laughs> the no, best line of the show. I forgot, I, forgot, I, forgot, I, forgot the, I forgot the opening line to it, but Loki says something along the lines of like you're a liar. And um Mobius says, Why? Because I lied about your girlfriend. He says, No, I can respect that. It's um <laughs> Oh no, it's I'm not sorry, 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 sorry. sorry, what he says is you're the biggest 
liar in this place. And he says, why? Because I lied about your girlfriend. And he says, no, I can respect that. It's because of the lies you tell yourself. I And then he goes into the time loop. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It, and then you see the expression on his face because the second he gets taken out of the time loop, the first thing he says is, okay, so the TV is lying to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no. that line that stuck with me for the, I think that that was the best delivered line and the best overall line in the show. Yeah, Jen? Yeah, I feel like in terms of acting, I'm kind of in the middle of where Alo and Ethan are right now. Um, in terms of who stole the show, I, th- I don't think there's just one person. Exactly, it, that's it what felt, I'm trying to say. I feel like everybody fit the role to I the maximum the like really yeah. capacity. Everyone played it perfectly. They they knew what they were supposed to do. I mean, it's their job, but they understood the the assignment that they were given. But um, I feel like the reason why a lot of people can, well, not resonate, but feel like be affected by Tom Hiddleston's performance so much is because he's spent so many years with this character. He yeah. knows this character down to like it's very cool. It is, he is Loki. Loki. He is Loki. He is Loki at he this is Loki. point. He's he's the face that everyone and that everyone knows is Loki. Like if you were born in 2008, you don't know anything about Loki except for Tom Hiddleston maybe unless yeah. you read comics. But this but, Loki was so much different than the other Lokis. I know. I completely agree with that. I feel like so this and like him throughout his career having so many different iterations of this character in different like yeah, arcs, exactly. he's able mm-hmm. to take it to a whole nother level. Yeah. He's yeah. able to invent Just by so himself. Amazing. Not even with he doesn't even need a script I feel. <laughs> by himself he can create a whole new arc to this character. But I feel yeah. not to take anything away from mm-hmm. Owen Wilson. <laughs> He was given this this script, this character, and he made it his. So just like Tom Hiddleston made Loki his, I feel like that's what Mobius is now to Owen Wilson. Yeah. He's, yeah. I feel like I feel used to seeing him used as a gagged a- actor, but he has so much talent. Like yeah. he has a lot of range. He has a lot of range. He has, he has, a, range. Range. He has so a lot of range. range. But he's in so many comedies that people only see this yes. one iteration of him. And I've, to be frank, they don't take him seriously a lot of the time, even though he's such an amazing actor, and I feel like he portrayed this perfectly in Loki. So, yeah, I just, I just, I just felt like there's a way to agree, but not to take away anything. Yeah, from I wasn't either. trying to take yeah, away. Yeah. No, I, no, I, totally I understand. Agree with what you're saying. Yeah. I know you have personal beef with. with First with, thing, with, oh, Cars oh. is my favorite movie <laughs> ever. I wrote my Horace Mann application about Cars. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, really? so, that was my essay. That's another time. We don't want to get sidetracked. <laughs> but Mr. Caldwell, you're gonna need to just, find out for us. Yeah, yeah but, I, will, I will be going into the stacks now <laughs> and finding Wagner's application. This is, um, <laughs> this is. I don't, this isn't getting off topic, but I can see how it could diverge, so I'm going to make a very quick point. But I think the way that Owen Wilson portrayed Mobius and how it shocked everyone is a little bit similar in a way to when Chris Evans first got the Captain America yeah. role. Yes. Because he was known as like the... Johnny Storm, he was the yeah. He was like the... Even in The Losers, though, he's the witty, funny guy. He's yeah. like the yeah. badass, witty, Which is funny so guy. so right. to think of now. So, you know, like when he takes on the role as like the goody two-shoes who, you know, wants to be the... But he is essentially the perfect guy. He's the only person that can lift Mjolnir without, mm-hmm. you know, like without God-given powers, like... You know, it's literally because he's like the it's perfect a lot of person. I wouldn't I've been battling this thought a lot about what other actors in the MCU are like that care like Downey's obviously Iron Man, Hiddleston's Loki. I think a lot of them can be replaced, but yeah. I was just thinking about Chris Evans, like, you know, we've we kinda like what, when did the first Captain America movie come out? Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven, okay, so what we were we were on... Seven. seven or yeah, we were seven. seven. Like, I... 
you know, I didn't know about him before mm-hmm. that, so I just saw him on screen. And I was like, oh, that's that's Captain America. But mm-hmm. when you look back at his former projects and you look at the type of guy he is also off screen, I think it speaks a lot. Like, forget the films and forget the former projects. When you see an actor off screen and what they're like, and then you see them take on a very serious role, I think it speaks a lot to what they're capable also, of. I think, and I think Owen Wilson kind of captured that perfectly. I do think, and it's not just based on my love for RDJ, although I do love RDJ, <laughs> but I do think there isn't anyone else in the MCU who is their character as much as he is Iron Man. I don't think there's anyone in movies. In, in film, yeah. ever. Like, yeah. like, like, well, well I love some He is Joker's. Iron Man on exactly. aside, from, aside from Heath Ledger. Yeah, aside say, from Heath Ledger. Like, I love Tom Hiddleston as Loki, but you you can there you can see where the acting begins you can see where where he starts being loki same is true for captain america same is true for thor whatever there's always that point where you're kind of like yeah he's playing thor this guy is thor whatever there is no difference between when Downey's being interviewed at Comic-Con yes. or wherever and when he puts on the metal suit and yes. goes to battle with Thanos. Yes. There is no line between I don't those think two things. Just there. And and by it it, it it may be because to him that saved his life. Yeah. Right? Like Iron Man saved his that life. That was 100%, his, redemp- his redemption arc. Um, but I, do, I definitely think with Loki, like every single Wagner is hundred percent right. Every person brought it. And to bring it back to where we started. I don't think anyone brought it in a more surprising way besides Owen Wilson than Jonathan Majors. I mean, I don't. Oh, right, I and never, that's the thing. I've never seen him in anything. See, I have. He's um, an amazing actor. But <laughs> and, and getting in the uh, end of Loki, when, Lo- when, when Jonathan Majors walks out as Kang, I felt that this was the next big bad. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. it was as clear as day. Like, same feelings when you saw Thanos in Avengers 1 laughing about whatever. Before we get to I'll the end, my... oh, well, yeah, so. I was saying, do you want to talk about the. TVA a little bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to... Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see. Well, okay. So, first of all, I think that Alo, um Well, I do agree with him. He made a mistake. It's not Mjolnir. It's Jonathan, as everyone <laughs> knows. Um, anyway, um, I thought that it's not really a character, but the TVA was a character. Yeah. Like, it just way, felt yeah. like mm-hmm. it was its own thing. It had its own story. Like, there was people part of it, but it never felt like okay, well, so it's this guy at the top who's controlling, like, this business. Like, it didn't feel like it was a company or this business or this... It just felt like its own entity. Like, it was this own thing. And I think part of the reason was because of Miss Minutes, the little clock that would pop up everywhere. Because it actually was its own character. Um, Even though it was, like, pretended to be... Or looked like a computer for most of the season... um, we saw that it was actually talking to Kang, and it was also talking to um, Sylvie. Sylvie. It was talking to all these different people, and it was its own small thing. And it was the, basically felt like the TVA was talking through Miss Minutes. Well, then, I mean, the TVA is a concept. We kind of move more yeah. to Loki's plot. Oh, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to kind of say what Alexei said, and I also think, like, Trying to think of other examples, there's like a corporation or company in a movie, maybe like yeah. Osborne and like Spider Man. So, movies or the one that Osborne. in older yeah. viewers might get this, or maybe some of the people in this room, I don't want to tell anybody short. The one thing that the TVA reminded me of that was as grand in the Buffy and Angel series, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, and Angel is this law firm. They're the big bad called Wolfram and Hart. And yeah. Wolfram and Hart looms large over everything mm-hmm. from season one to season five. They are it. They are they are the thing, and it's not one person; it's the whole law firm. What about Vought from the Boys? 
Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's a good okay. One. That's yeah. a good one. That's a more. Re- yeah. that now, obviously, Vaughn does no. have whoever John Carlos. Who? What's his name? John Carlos Esposito. No, no, no. no. I, who does he play? I'm saying. He is, is one of the execs. I don't remember his name. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. He, he obviously is the head of Vaughn, and then everything's right. down below him. But it's a very similar thing to Kane. Like Vaughn yeah, is the head, but exactly. I'll do you one better. Amazon. <laughs> yeah, Bezos doesn't seem real. That is just anyway. Yeah. In terms of Amazon, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm no. not joking. No, 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 no. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> yeah, just, Justin's right. But TBA is, and also, the yeah. TBA is fascinating. No, but also something else for me about it. I was looking at the cast. It feels like everyone who's a part of the TBA has like their own story arc. Yeah, like, yeah. like B Hunter, whoever, like that woman who would just like prune people. Yeah, she would. At first, she was like, you know, I'm following the rules. These are the orders. But once Mobius and Loki kind of got, went upon that idea, but you know, what's the purpose of the TBA? Is this real, or is what we're doing ethical? She started the question in herself, and by the end of it, she's showing um, Verbona or the judge, you know, this is you when you were a normal person before they took you. And that was like a huge moment for me because it shows that the TVA isn't just like a big bad. It's like real It's an ecosystem. And, exactly. And there's people who are part of it who are affected by it in different ways, and that's something I appreciated. Excellent. Are we talking about the end now? No, we're going to do a plot and whatever, and pruning, and then we'll get to... End. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I guess this isn't really on the end. This is more about, like, the show in general, yeah. but mm-hmm. more th- the more I think about it, I don't feel like there was, like, a villain in the show. I thought it was more of a mystery rather than anything. I thought... <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, the more I think I about it, I that. can't say that there was a villain. Because, mm-hmm. first of all, you can't even say Loki was a hero. Yeah. Because he's not. He's not. He's he just hero. had a. He's the protagonist. I think he's, he's the, the protagonist. He's the protagonist. But that's not being a hero. Yeah, but right, right, right. right. But it's right. right. the, the, the protagonist, right? Um, yeah, he might have done some heroic things, but you know, he's he's, he's done heroic movie. things in all three of the Thor movies. Yeah. So. I don't think anybody sees himself as the villain in the show. I don't that's think a there's a villain, though. Like, but we can all agree that he is the protagonist. But that's him, because King, in the end, does say, I am. King is very clear that he that his variants are the are the villains. But, yeah. but not of King the show. Itself. But not of the show. But, but not of, of the, the show. Like this next song. I think that yeah. was, I think the end of season one was really just a mystery solved, which... Yes, is going to open yeah. up the next big bad, but yeah. there wasn't really a villain. It wasn't villain. a villain. It was yeah, there. Who is, what is the TVA? Who's running it? And you can't even consider yeah. Kang a manipulator or a bad no. guy because he was protecting... Like, once you find the protecting, reason why he was protecting humanity. Necessary so to forget human. He was protecting the entire universe from a multiverse of war, which, you know, we'll see in... No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse yeah. Madness. And I I wouldn't be surprised if it was hinted at in Eternals in the end credit. Yeah, we'll see it, but we'll see it in um, Loki Season 2. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just really don't think that there... I think this was just a mystery, and it no, was solved. It, 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 it honestly felt, felt like a Stranger Things, Lovecraft County, like mystery Twilight type of show. Type yeah. 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 I, I feel like it actually was more of like a murder mystery in the yeah. sense that like, okay, we understand that, okay, we're dropped into this new scenario. Something went bad, and something's wrong. All right, let's follow this trail. We're gonna get more information as it goes. And at the end, it's not we got to a resolution, but now this is where we start to divulge and go back to the MCU. It's like a worse version of Scooby Doo. <laughs> Final trail. Final trail. Worst version. I think. I think adding 
everyone is right. I mean, they're, they're part of why what made Loki so good, and this is what we were talking about earlier, is it's not the typical MCU. You have a bad guy. You have your It's heroes. more complex. It's much more complex. It's more complex. Part of the reason why it's much more complex is the TVA. Uh, and so there's, there's this whole element of Loki that I think is, is worth discussing. So now Wagner's got his theories on it. I've got my theories on it. Well, there are theories on it. Uh, and that is what the hell the TVA does, the mechanics of that, how it works, and what it means for the future. Uh, so you've all should have seen Loki, if not spoiler warning, but we're way past that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, good luck. But the TVA, you know, just kind of commits mass genocide on a daily basis yep. and doesn't really care about it one way or the other. Just kind of nuts. Um, they're also at the point where they have what twelve Infinity Stones just yeah, sitting, just sitting in a drawer. Like, like they're be, they are beyond anything we've seen. I think that's a very MCU very program. controversial point. What is that? The, they're beyond the mass anything? genocide thing. Well, I mean, they get rid of entire. They do, they, but if you look at the flip of that, it's like if they don't do that, but just then because flip why it doesn't yeah. make a war breaks. But out. you don't know yeah. that. You know that because the TVA has told you that. Well, that's the thing. Told us that at the end. But you don't. So it's it's there's a movie there's a movie called uh, Minority Report Great and it's movie. actually based off of a short story by Philip K. Dick that's absolutely incredible and the whole idea is in Minority Report people are arresting people for crimes that they haven't committed but they're gonna commit and the whole idea is well you don't know that they would have done it what if you could have stopped them from you know it, you, exactly what's the how do you know they would have done it and it's like you still you're taking away choice and that's the whole thing when you take away this other reality okay. They're doing that because they think they're right, because they believe they're beyond good and evil. But are they? And once you do that, do you then step into evil? Do you still... But even even in Minority Report, report, they're only dealing with... I mean, until you get to the very end of the movie, and you guys should all see Minority Report, it's a great film. They're only dealing with one person at a time. Yes. But the the easier comparison is Winter Soldier, which is a ripoff of Minority Report. S.H.I.E.L.D. wants to kill anyone they think is a threat. Correct. In case case they might one day end up committing a crime or attacking S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. The TVA is taking that to a whole other level. They're saying if anything happens... A multiversal level. Right. If anything happens that deviates from what one guy says is right... That means that entire realities deserve to be wiped out, which is crazy. Yeah, but this is also coming from people who are brainwashed. I think that's... coming from Kang. No. No. Kang's not brainwashed. Forget forget Kang. Take a step down first. The TVA is brainwashed. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that's their fault. I'm saying Kang is the one who's ordering this. Kang has made the decision. The TVA may be carrying out his actions, and they may not have a choice. That's true. But Kang is still arbitrarily deciding what makes a reality worthy of being annihilated, and what allows for time to continue. Yeah, Jane. This reminds me a lot of the trolley, like, question that's proposed in ethics a lot. The dilemma, yeah. The trolley card dilemma. Okay, good. Except this is on a much bigger scale. (laughs) This, it's like, do I risk the lives of Of five people? Trillions of beings in the universe, in the multiverse. Right. Or to to save this one timeline, or multiple timelines, let's say. Mm -hmm. Or do I get rid of those and make sure that this one will And you actively out. have to pull the lever. And you're the only yes. one who yeah. knows that yes. this decision You have to, to pull the made. lever. And that, but the thing, Kang, is he pulled the lever. And the question is, like, what makes him so bad, right? Because you think about, you know, how is... Well, you just got to think, what would you have done in that situation? Did Kang pull the lever or did he hand it to I, I don't else? think... I don't he pulled it. it. What wasn't it? He, he made the it? decision. He, 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 he Kang, yeah. Kang says what gets cut and what gets pruned and what doesn't. Yeah, And they just do his order. He's the master gardener. Do we want to get to that ending now, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ending of Loki, 
Uh, obviously, for those who don't know, but y'all should know, Loki and Sylvie walk up, Kang gives his whole speech about multiversal war, and Sylvie, like an idiot, kills Kang. <sighs> Uh, and starts a multiversal war. And we have that great scene where you see the take the sacred timeline split and fray, and it's it's mind blowing seeing all of and the And then Loki realities. comes back. And then Loki goes back to what Marvel has now revealed to be a different TVA. Uh, which is kinda crazy. So right now, in in Loki's timeline, in that um, uh, piece of whatever, it's it seems like Sylvie's killing Kang creates the multiverse and basically we're all screwed. Uh, however, for those of you in the No Way Home trailer, which you should all have seen, you also have Doctor Strange doing his whatever well, uh, there magic. There is a theory that it's not actually Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's yeah, that completely... It's always Mephisto. No, Everybody it's not says Mephisto. it's Mephisto. It's not Mephisto. Mephisto. Was Mephisto. We'll, 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 so we're going to, because we're having a show in the trailer, Yeah. and we can talk about yeah, let's see uh, links yeah. to yeah, yeah, yeah. One More Day, the comic book storyline. Yeah, we're going to be able that. to pull that off. So we can certainly have the conversation. Yeah, yeah. But I think, to be fair, they dropped the Mephisto yep. breadcrumb for yeah, us for years, a couple of times. They dropped that in Wanda, WandaVision, too. Yeah. Oh, they had some massive <laughs> We're not getting Mephisto. Yeah. But the point is, Loki <laughs> ends with the start of the MCU's multiverse saga, which is pretty crazy. Uh, it's very exciting. So what are our just general kind I of think, thoughts on that? I think it's going to be really hard for them to work this together. Yeah. I agree. I think, and I, I trust Marvel. Like, they, they figure it out, <laughs> Feige, right? Feige's a genius. Right, I mean. right. So, like, but I think, like, all the stuff they're going to have to get done in No Way Home for it to, like, link this show. And another thing I about mean, this I show is that, like, it's the first Marvel show that feels like, it's, not to say that Falcon and Winter Soldier wasn't important, but it feels like, Plot in it's like, influential yes. for the It feels like impossible to watch the, nothing else the rest in the of the MCU, MCU that can exist without Loki. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mephisto. Yeah, Mephisto. Mephisto. It's the printer. <laughs> but um, anyway, beside the point. Um, getting back to that scene, though, I think it's one of this just like ending scene is one of like the ten best moments yeah. in all of Marvel history. Mm. And the reason why I say that and get such of a hot take, and I know Alo's already getting a little mad. Um, yeah. Um, it's just because you see how scared Loki gets. Like a man who like you never actually really see scared in all of the MCU is petrified. Yeah, well you see him sitting when, on that bench and he's just right, done. Like he's like, out. And he is so he is so so scared. And and Jordan's really mad at Sylvie, understandably. Right? I think it's I I tend to empathize a little bit with her just because Same. we know as an outside watcher, no, we I, know Kang's telling the truth. I get where she's we don't know. I no. get where she's coming from. Obviously, yes. If you, if you were confronted with the guy who was responsible for decades of suffering on your part, a hundred percent. Like if I were in her shoes, I'd get yeah. him. All I'm saying is, <laughs> all I'm saying is, it's still her fault. Yeah, hundred like, percent. No, 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 it's her. Like, it's still her fault. Yeah, uh, yeah. So keep going. Yeah, and it's just like, but that scene where she's just like Loki's like freaking out in the TVA and then like Owen Wilson says like who are you? (laughs) Not well. (laughs) Who are like he basically says like who are you? Like we've never met and you just like and it like starts zooming out right and they're like getting the like security guards and and stuff like like that. Yeah and the statue of Kang right like like it's just like you can't like I've never and this is why I think Tom Hiddleston kills it and I think personally Tom Hiddleston steals the show is because you just like your heart sinks like your heart literally skips a beat and you are like you can't breathe in that scene. It, it, it was that it was that Thanos snap at the end of Infinity. Exactly, it was like you that. had no idea what was going to come next, but you knew it was just nuts. Halo, just one quick point I want to make before we end. I think Marvel 
did a great job with this project, but they did it way too early. Really? Post end game. <clears throat> Interesting. So re- like uh, I, I don't know. I just think the idea, like from straight from the first episode, the idea of having the box of Infinity Stones and being like nothing we just saw in the last 12 years mattered. Like, that was all just... But I think, see, I don't think the TVA existing necessarily means that nothing matters. I've, have, I've talked about this with a ton of people. All the TVA does is says if something deviates from the sacred timeline to X extent... The predetermined yes. sacred timeline. Right, right. That means that we prune it. So it's not like, like Tony Stark, you know, grabbing the stones and doing that. He still made that choice. No one made it for him, Right. For, for Kang, I don't think it would have mattered if Tony did that or Steve did that, right? It, it ends in the same result. Either way, Captain America and Tony Stark, either way, it's done. I think that... So, no, no. Why? Falcon but, never becomes Captain Whatever. Besides no, America, no, if Steve did that, right? Then he's dead. Boom. What's the de- he's dead now. He's yeah, not but dead he got now. the yeah, chance. But he's to, basically yeah, he's, dead now. Or he is right, right. Dead. My point is, my point is you, you, there is still free will and choices still matter. All it is is you just have an organization that curtails the extremes of free choice. I don't even think it's yeah. the extremes because Sylvie got her timeline ruined and for like nothing. For nothing. To be fair, though, Endgame was a while ago. Yeah, Endgame was, ye- was years like, ago. Years ago. And I, I, I know with the pandemic yeah. like warps time, but it was a while. Like we have movies uh, since. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Ago. Ago. No, but it's think, still pretty fresh. But think about it. But think about it in the MCU timeline. Right, the the events of end of the, I mean Thanos. It's been the, the whole Endgame two part saga. It's been five, like five, six, years five, six five, seven years. Like, like for them, it's been a long time. I mean, No Way Home's right after. No, No Way Home. Far From Home is right after Endgame. But WandaVision's months after. Loki is doesn't matter. It takes place all across time. We don't really know what's gonna happen with this whole multiverse thing. Um, I, I disagree with Alo. I do think it's time Marvel has to at least embark on the next big saga and it seems like it's going to be the multiverse uh of madness you know, we've got this we've got no way home loki part two we've got wandavision wandavision part two all of this whatever it's going to be crazy and it's very exciting uh so yeah let's just go around let's do our final grades for loki i'll give it like a 88 8.8 8.8 okay i would say 9.4 all right 9.5 9.5 9.5 yeah so I didn't get to be on the Falcon Winter Soldier podcast for other reasons, even though I watched it. Um, I thought that was like a nine, and then my mm. invincible grade after I forget what the number I said. I think it's going to be like a nine point five. So even though Invincible is a totally different series yeah. and get mm-hmm. that, I think it's a tad worse than Invincible, and significantly better than Falcon the Winter Soldier. That lands me at like a nine point four, which is I think the best production. Um, the one thing we didn't get to get into this, but um, the one thing I had problems with the pod, uh, the movie is their p- portrayal of Crocodile Loki and Sylvie to or Alligator Loki, sorry, um, and Sylvie to a degree just because I don't I think Marvel kind of used Alligator Loki as a joke to cut a really like intense part of yeah. the show where I don't think they needed it and, and that's the criticism of Marvel overall. Yeah. if you take a look and we're gonna have the podcast on Black yeah. Widow. This is done a number of times in Black Widow yeah. when they're about to dive into serious issues. Yeah, and it's, it's and I, I don't think I don't think it's necessary in this lapis right. ep- episode. And I don't think they explain it enough where they explain how Sylvie's working, the mechanics, this like science mechanics where she's hiding in apocalypses. And for our like sake, that makes sense. They don't explain how an alligator could survive this long or how like a lot of these characters could. I think they're just doing it as a joke 
to like end the like put a lighthearted part in a really serious part and I really that like affected me a lot um beside that I think it was amazing I think Tom Hiddleston killed it I loved it I love like it's tough because I don't have a Disney Plus account, so I have to use Jordans. <laughs> but I love that they're making these shows like important, and they're like, and I think it was time to move on to get to the next yeah. phase. So I totally agree with Jordan there. So I think it was amazing. Everyone killed it. Nine point four for me. Um, it's so funny. I'm trying to remember my grades for Falcon and Winter Soldier and Invincible. I think I gave Invincible like a nine point seven. Invin- okay. yeah. Invincible awesome. I think I gave Invincible. Invincible if you, a 9. If you 7, haven't listened, yeah. and apologies, I know that the part two isn't up yet. Uh, I wonder whose fault that is. Uh, <laughs> Invincible is awesome. If you listen to yeah. episode on that, great show. We loved um, it. When I think about the Marvel shows, and this might be a hot take, you know, I'm, I'm saddened that we lost the Netflix Marvel shows. Not Iron Fist. I'm not <laughs> talking about Defenders, Iron Fist. Well. That's um, Defenders was fine. Uh, are we sure about but, that? But here's the thing. I'm sad we lost Daredevil. When I, when I think <laughs> about the first season of Jessica Jones, the first half of season one of Luke Cage, and season three of Daredevil, this was up there. And if you could beat those for me, because those are my own personal favorites, that's pretty good. And once again, the intelligence here, I, I got to give Loki a, a 9.5. I, I think that it was, while maybe not as quote-unquote action-packed, there were moments for me, like when I think about when Bullseye shows up in Daredevil season three, when I think about when Jessica Jones has to shoot Luke Cage in the head at the end of Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. um, when I think about um, Luke Cage, where Luke Cage um, Diamondback shows up for the first time, there were those moments and it gave me those chills. Yeah. If you yeah. can Chill. do that, if you stop. can give me right, if you the can give stop. me those chills, happens, that while, while, happens so much. Exactly, happens so many times, while still creating one of the more intellectual mm-hmm. Marvel shows, and I guess that's the thing. It hit me with the intellectual, but it also hit me with the emotion. And yeah. that was great. Alexa? I'm last always. No. Yeah. Not this time. I have to cut this part out, too. Okay. Okay, <laughs> fine. Um, I will say 9.3. Um, okay. May, I was thinking I would give it a 9.4, but uh, I remembered, like, I just tried to think back to the shows that we re- reviewed before. And I realized that, like, for me, Invincible was just as that much better yeah. than Loki. I think like, Invincible is better than Loki. So I do. I do. And that's the thing. It's lower than mine. But like I said, if we go back, I don't yeah. remember what it was. But it's well, lower than my Invincible. It's lower than my Invincible. But I think it's closer to Invincible than it is Falcon and the Soldier. Yes, I agree. Well, once again, Falcon and the Soldier was great. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. But not, I, don't think, right. I don't think you can compare Invincible to Loki. Because part of why Invincible was so good is that it was a complete completely new thing. We had no idea what to, we didn't know. No, 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 no. no. I think nothing. It was its own thing. Hold on. Let I, took, I took that into account. I I think that you have to also give credit to Invincible for that. There's, yeah, 100%. We don't know anything about it and that's what and it's to make such an introduction. Yeah, I mean, I'm not we're not going to get into it. We have a whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> two episodes on yeah. it. Yeah. So, um so for me it was 9.3. I'm like I I'll just say like Nine point three five, just because I think it it is close to <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, it is close to Invincible, but it's not there. It's it's mm-hmm. not there. Okay. So I love Loki. I thought it was awesome, not as a character, but the show. I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the TVA. Everything with Mobius, Sylvie, Kang, all of that. I thought it was awesome. 
obviously, there's, it, you know, every show's got its flaws. Every show has those filler episodes. And Loki, definitely episode three, felt a little more kind of, let's pick up the pace. Um, but overall, Loki was awesome. For me, it's a great segue into the rest of the MCU. It's a great jumping off point for Phase 4, Phase 5, especially after the atrociousness of WandaVision and the okayness of Falcon Winter Soldier. So for me, Loki's a 9.4, hands down, because it has gotten me excited for the future of the MCU. Before, I was kind of more nervous, maybe a little anxious about where Marvel's going to go, but now I am just so excited. Uh, so Loki, 9.4. they got to work it in now. They gotta make it. They gotta make it fit in Spider-Man. Yeah, and I know. They will. They will. They will. I know. I know. We're just taking it for granted, but they gotta make it. work. It's, to. it's gonna be like the criticism, and I know we're about to end, but the criticism of a lot of the last Spider-Man movies, the like the last Sam Raimi Spider-Man and the last, oh, um, oh. is that there's too much in that movie, and it yeah, scares yeah. me because yeah. I was watching this video on it, and they gotta cover a lot of ground. So well, we see can't thing. take it for granted. We, we, we think they have to. We don't know what the hell Kevin Feige's cooking up in that meth <laughs> studio. And I trust him. I, I love him. They, but I think that if they were... Wagner has a very good point, and I understand the concern. Spider-Man 3 um, of the Sam Raimi series yeah. and, and, Spider and Amazing Spider-Man 2 of the Andrew Garfield, they they put there were, there were too many villains. There yes. were too many plots. Here it's a little bit... And obviously Spider-Man 2, you... You introduce Harry Green Goblin before yeah. Norman Osborn. Why would you yeah. do that? Here it's a little bit different in how they get away with it is multiverse. If you bring in, there is now a, a legitimate reason oh, 100%. for these different. Yeah. When Doc Ock from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man shows up, there's a reason now yeah. for him to be there that makes sense. You didn't need to have... Sandman and Venom and Harry Osborn, uh, Green Goblin, in that movie. Just pick one. But I'll say, yeah. while, while that's true, I think I share Wagner's fear not with the intricacies of No Way Helm, but the other stuff that's rumored to be going in there. I mean, it's rumored that Loki, WandaVision, um, Multiverse of Madness, What If, like every single Marvel project is rumored to tie into No Way Helm. For a well, film that's and they're trying to do Sinister Sticks, basically. And Sinister Sticks. For a right. film and that is focused on two characters. Right. That's an Avengers... I mean, not to quote Quinn and Beck, but that's an Avengers-level project right there in a not-Avengers mm. movie. Um, three Spider-Man. We're going to have our big... Our, we're going to have a lot to talk about when we get to No Way Home. No doubt. Um, but with that, that's a wrap on the premiere of Episode 1 of Season 2 of Excelsior. We will see you all next week when we will be talking about Black Widow. Also, have a good one. I'll see you next time.